Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe. Purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Home Ownership and Marriage. I'm Brittany Lowe. And I'm Jarrell Lowe. And we are the Low Property Team. You know, today we are in our um, second episode of the Home Selling Process series. We tried to have the perfect timing as we're just approaching the biggest selling season of the year. And today we are really just covering market preparation as there is so much that goes into preparing your home for the market. Where do we start? I mean... Shoot, market preparation (laughs) and every single detail that comes with it. So first is think about it as a first impression, right? For anything, when you're meeting someone. But when you're putting your home on the market, first impressions are everything. You know, it's like making your first appearance for your home the first impression to the world. And every single buyer that is going to either walk in the home, look at it on the internet, or just come across it in whatever way. And just to take a moment, step away from the, okay, the home selling or home buying process and really think about the relationship. In a sense, what I'm trying to refer to is when you meet somebody that's potentially a best friend or a lifelong friend, was there a vibe? Did you connect? And that's why marketing preparation is so important. What do you want the buyers to feel when they come into the home, when they see your home and they pull up and they say, oh my gosh, that front landscape makes it feel like home for us. And these are some of the ideas that we share with our sellers in preparing for Mm -hmm. listing that home. Mm -hmm. Because really in society, buyers today buy on emotion. That's what it comes down to. Really how a house makes them feel. And I don't want to say it's almost for women, like finding your wedding dress. It it just is. When Mm. you find the dress, you say, this is me. This is how it fits. This is the dress, right? So maybe that's why they say, say yes to the dress. Oh yeah. Say say yes to the home. I don't know. Say yes to the address. I don't know. Oh, that's (laughs) cute. I like that. (laughs) But really, our goal is just representing you as the seller of your home. Our goal is to create a space that buyers can imagine themselves in. And what that looks like is just preparing the outside and the inside of your home to create that first impression. And there's a couple of ways to do that. And we're going to cover a lot of them in today's episode. But one of the key reasons why paying attention to detail is so necessary, because our job is to get you the most return for your home. And so in order for us to do that, we have to go through every single step and really just be intentional about it. We're turning over every rock. We're looking at every detail and opening every closet door. How are we doing that? In preparing the home, we have to identify how do we want to address the different ways that we can sell? What are the three major ways that homes are selling right now in the market we're experiencing? One, as is. You know, this is common in the past year or so. It's been common for quite a while, but it's been really prevalent in this past year 
as sellers are looking to move and do not want to put any work into the current home, meaning it has major repairs or it has some things that they just don't want to invest in because they're focused on moving into that next arena of life, that next opportunity. Yeah, and it it depends on what their next step is. If they're moving, we saw this a lot, if they're moving out of state, they're really just focused on, because that's a huge move, right? Moving, you know, to a different city is... Big, but yeah. moving to a different state is a whole nother ballgame. So, you know, selling as is, we saw that a lot. Or, you know, it comes down to sellers' bottom line of yeah. if they do want to allocate those funds towards it or if they don't. So it it really just varies per per client, I would say. It does. And it's also part of the market that we're in, right? A seller's market. A lot of homes are selling as is because there's so many buyers out there that are willing to absorb some of those things that the sellers weren't willing to do. Number two. Minimal updates. When we talk about minimal updates, we want to talk about upgrading and the current trends, of course, based on location. Mm-hmm. What does that look like, right? Maybe we can go around and I, let me explain a little bit how me and Brittany process this, or Brittany and myself. When we see a house and we see that it's been uh, given a little facelift or a little bit of lipstick, that's what we consider minimal upgrades, right? Light touching of paint, clearing and airing out of rooms, um, bringing in more natural light. If we can add fresh paint, that'd be great. If we can clean up around the foundation of the house, clear out the gutters, whatever we can do to give it a fresh facelift. So when buyers see it, they get that feeling, that touch, that this could potentially be home for them. And last, of course, is the full remodel. Now, in the full remodel, we're seeing a lot of families that have just gone full in on a full kitchen remodel or full bathroom remodel. That full remodel doesn't have to be the whole entire home, but what we've seen is the greatest return on value has been the kitchen and the bathrooms, primary bathroom per se. Why? Because this is where we're spending a lot of our time raising our families, in our relationships, entertaining in the kitchen. These are things that we should consider when we're going into a full remodel. Now, if we do the full house, that is absolutely okay. But what we prepare our sellers is, look, what is your bottom line? What do you want to walk away with? And how is this going to prepare you for your next step? So when that full remodel is embraced, we also share, you know, here's the contracting cost right now. And the demand is so high that labor is a little behind at the moment. You know, our contractors are about two to three weeks out on projects. So how soon do we need this? What is our timeline? What is our bottom line? These are items that we're addressing in our meetings with our sellers. And really that just comes down to is the um, master timeline that we're working with. But I think when we talk about just really location, right, we pay attention to trends of what we saw. And I think what we spoke about in the past couple episodes was a lot of folks for us that are living in San Francisco are now moving towards the East Bay, right? Mm -hmm. We know those primarily are folks that hold jobs that are in the tech industry, you know, so paying attention to kind of what they like, what their interest and hobbies are, what their style is. And then not to say that we're staging that home accordingly or making that home look that way, but 
when we talk about doing minimal updates and upgradings and paying attention to those current trends of knowing the people that are moving potentially to the home that you're selling. Is that the area that you're living in? Is it primarily full of empty nesters? Is it young families? Those homes look differently. Or is it Gen Z? A lot of them cover the tech industry and they have a certain look that they want, right? So most, I would say, most, if not all buyers want a move-in property that feels like new, but it doesn't have to have that same 2022 HGTV look to it. You know, it just has to match, I would say, really just the neighborhood and the type of people that they're attracting. I think when we reference the families that are coming over from the San Francisco area, I think, uh, and not to generalize, but the one thing that excites them about the homes in the East Bay is I want a great school district and I want a backyard. Been living in a condo or in a some type of living quarters where we didn't get that pleasure or joy of having a backyard to entertain or to raise our kids or to have pets. So these are things that are exciting and to keep a mind on. But... I think another key point for all sellers to know right now, stay in the mindset of a buyer, even when you are the seller. So as you're preparing for this opportunity, we want you to, uh, we want to, we want to keep this as the focal point that most buyers will want a move in ready property. Now, when we're talking about move in ready, again, that's why we wanted to address the as is the minimal upgrades and the full remodel. But we also want to talk about those low-cost repairs that will provide a high return. Can we repaint and clean the walls of the house, right? The high-traffic areas where, you know, the hallway might have a ton of fingerprints or brush-up marks or scuff marks, whatever the case is, let's address some of those high-traffic areas and give it a fresh face look. Landscape, right? That's the first presentation of the home when they pull up to the open house, when they pull up to their private showing does it give them freshness or is it cluttered? Is it stuff saved everywhere? Let's clear that out and give them the face of the home that they can view. And ways that we always do that with landscaping, you know, add some color based on spring or summer, you know, with flowers or shrubs, get rid of the weed. Only if there's a couple of them, they may seem minor to you, but for somebody else, they may be a make it or break it because it's just the curb appeal as you're driving up to the home. So you just want it to catch everybody's attention. And, you know, that's just some ways that we do that with landscaping. And then not yet. Landscaping, as Brittany said, give it a fresh color. Now, as you make your way into the house, the one thing, I'm just going to share a couple of my pet peeves that just really drive me a little crazy. Upgrade your lighting. Now, I'm not saying you have to go get recessed lighting for every room, but please, please don't have four different shades of light in the Make home, them all match. <laughs> right? Like, let's try to update all the bulbs where they all match and let's just make it seem like the house flows. And then the second one, knobs. I know, I know you guys, this sounds crazy, but buyers pay attention to it. The knobs that you're using on your kitchen cabinets, why we should have those reflecting the knobs in the bathroom or the primary bathroom. Please do not have four different style of knobs in your kitchen and none of them are matching. We want the kitchen to be welcoming, 
opening. Uh, we want it to be something where the buyers see themselves a part of. And I wouldn't even just say just the kitchen alone, really just a flow throughout the entire house, right? So when we're talking, you know, Gerald's talking about knobs or even door handles between brass, stainless steel, or if it's paint chipped or something, just pick a color and have that color throughout the entire house so that yeah. there's some flow and cohesiveness. Yeah. yeah. A couple of other things that I just thought about that would be huge depersonalizing the home. There's pictures of me and Brittany. If there's pictures of our children, if there's pictures of a intimate setting that we experienced, I would make the home, and this is part of that staging process Brittany is talking about, give them that welcome feeling. I'm not saying do not highlight your family, but we want to depersonalize just a little bit where they can view their family in this space. Mm -hmm. Swap out those family photographs and maybe, you know, there's a print or... Um, something uh, that you can find at a store nearby for cheap to just replace it with temporarily. I'm pretty sure people that are viewing the home don't want to see a poster-sized picture of us on our wedding day. You know, They might. I don't know. <laughs> we I know. looked great. They might have to sign it. <laughs> uh, and last is consider renewing floor finishes and deep cleaning old carpets. If you have carpets throughout the house, it's okay. But let's get a deep cleaner to come in and to give it that fresh feel. Make it seem like it's brand new carpet. And if you have vinyl flooring, wooden, whatever type of flooring you have, can we provide, I mean, there's great deals going on at Home Depot and Lowe's, but can we provide a fresh new laminate through the kitchen or a fresh new vinyl, I'm sorry, through the main living quarters? Those are things that we would have to look at and see what the flow is, what the current trends in your area are. And then how to make this house stand out. What do we have to do to make the home stand out? And when we do our seller consultations, this is something that we cover in great depth. When we initially meet our sellers and we hear what their next plan is, we definitely don't want you to feel overwhelmed of writing on every note of what you need yeah, to do. Yeah. But we will walk through the house with you and provide and share with you our professional recommendations, of course, based on all of your needs. So we might say, you know what, the landscaping looks great, but you know what, let's up upgrade the lighting throughout or yeah. let's do this and this. So we'll have a very detailed map out plan that we can provide you through your consultation. And I think, you know, just to keep in mind, this is regardless of which way you're planning to sell and as is minimal upgrades or full remodel, I think it's important to understand what value adds are, right? And there's some things in the house that would be an instant upgrade, but it might not return, it might not give you that return that you're looking for for someone that's purchasing. Like a great example is some of our past clients, they've done kitchen upgrades, they've done bathroom upgrades, they went to tankless water heaters. Um, another big one that we've seen in the Bay Area or in our area of this San Francisco Bay Area was own, not least, solar panels. You know, that can get to be a sticking point when you're in escrow. So when we're talking about value adds, what's going to give you the greatest return on your home without you breaking the bank of getting it up to code or getting it up to that current trend that's happening in the market? These are things that we want to keep an eye on. So when, we, when Brittany shares that you do not have to overthink this when we're doing the consultation that is free and we're walking the home with you. We're pointing out items that our buyers would be looking at. We're pointing out things that will give you the greatest return on your dollar. And we're pointing out things that would make this process as seamless and trans as effortless, seamless as possible for both parties, the sellers and buyers. Because really we want your bet we have your best interest at heart and we want this to be as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. 
And I would honestly say the most important thing to consider though, when doing the necessary market preparation for putting your home live is staging. And I know that this is a topic that it goes back and forth and a lot of sellers don't like it. There's many sellers that do. And the reason why is one, staging a home is just a strategic marketing tool that we utilize and a lot of different agents utilize to help buyers imagine themselves living in the home so that they can fall more in love with the property. It's that catchy I feel where there's some folks that prefer a blank slate and no staging, but staging, uh, let me just kind of break it down. So staging is more than just really putting new welcome mat on your front door and getting new throw pillows, Mm -hmm. right? When it's done correctly, it can help sell a home for more money in a shorter amount of time. You know, for us right now in the Bay Area, staging is prolific, right? It's important because a lot of our buyers are in the realm, I would say, of design and tech, Mm. right? So a lot of them are millennials and they're used to just interacting with I, w- I would say like high-end products, right? Apple, Nest. So stage, uh, staging a home provides them with that design interface really that they've, I would say, grown accustomed yeah. to. You know, a survey recently done from the National Association of Realtors showed that 82% of buyer's agents said that staging a home made it easier for a buyer to visualize the property as a future homeowner. Mm. So that's just something that, we take into consideration, especially we'll talk about it later down the line when we talk about marketing, but staging makes the listing photos look a lot better. I yeah. will say that, right? Attracting more buyers to visit the home because we know, right? Folks go on when they get off work every single day as a buyer or even a seller, just really anybody. They they probably go on all of their social media outlets. They check their emails, their text messages, and then they're likely going to swipe through Zillow. Yeah. And a lot of people are going off of pictures. They say, oh, no, no, no. I saw the pictures. I want to view it. So that's just one component that is really just huge in allowing buyers to envision themselves living in a home. Now, the other thing too to think about is that, you know, I think a lot of of people get it misinterpreted that you have to stage the entire home. There's a lot of things to just yeah. stage the primary suite or to stage the living area, the dining room or the kitchen. You know, you can really just, you're the seller. So you can pick and choose if you want to stage a room, three rooms, all the rooms. And what that goes into is really just, again, when we sit down and we have our consultation with you in talking about what makes the most sense, right? And what doesn't when it really comes to staging. But just for us in the Bay Area right now, we've just seen a a greater return for our sellers when they do choose to stage. And the last thing too is that I would say with staging, it's going to be based on, again, where your home's located, the style of your home, right? If you have a Victorian home, you don't want staging that is not going to match the type of home that you have. So there's just so many things to consider, but staging is one of those topics that's always, you know, one of the first questions that we get with our sellers of, do you think I should stage? Should I not? I don't want to, or I really do want to. So it's, 
It's customized. It's personalized, just like every single home and every yeah. single seller for every single transaction. And here it is. Details, details, details. The darn devil is in the details. And what you have to be able to do is put yourself in their shoes as a potential buyer or revert back to that time when you bought the house and what you were experiencing. If that was a long time ago, then we have to consider what buyers are looking for now. And what's so important when we're talking about details is this point we're at and what, what, why this episode, this show is so crucial. The market preparation. We have to focus on those details that makes that home visit, makes the offers come in in abundance, and really drives that number that we were, we're looking to get for the home. So the market preparation is a crucial point we cannot overskip. And we also have to understand if it's done correctly, it will get you the highest results that you thought you would for the home, if mm-hmm. not more. Mm-hmm. And I would even say too, is that make sure that you just have an unbiased opinion, right? Because of course your home is lovely, it's gorgeous, and it is going to sell for top dollar. But the way for us to get top dollar is not for it to be completely dirty, outdated, and yeah. just to demand that money. Because like we talked about last time in pricing your home correctly is buyers already have a perceived value of your home. Yeah. And so keep that in mind. Ask some friends and family for an, as hard as it may sound, for an unbiased opinion on things that they might change, things that they like, professional recommendations into consideration before you're selling the home. Yeah. And so much goes into putting a home on the market. It's not as easy as they make it look on TV, but each step is necessary. And that's why we wanted to spend this afternoon talking about what it goes into market preparation. What details do we provide? How do we support you in this process? And some things that you should be considering. With all that captured and addressing how to, the three different phases of putting the home on the market and items we're looking at, I want you to know, we want you to know, next episode we'll be covering marketing your home and how we do that with our clients. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. Right. This is where I guess you can say the rubber meets the road because it starts getting really real. But please join us on that next episode as we dive deeper into the home selling series process and really just honing in on if you're on the fence, if you're ready to go, whatever the case may be, reach out to Brittany and myself. Please, all social media platforms, Low Property Team, or visit the website, www.lowpropertyteam.com. Mm-hmm. Always reach out with questions that you have. We're here to support you with all of your needs. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, helpful resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany will be so grateful if you share their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.